Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Hello and welcome to MHI Cast. Today we're speaking about MHI's newest industry group, the Robotics Group, or TRG. We're excited to be talking to Matt Culp, Executive Vice President and Managing Partner of St. Ange Company, and Tyler McCoy, who is Vice President of Business Development of JR Automation. Matt, let's start with you. Thanks for being here with us. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about TRG? Its purpose is still evolving, as is the robotics community within our industry. So robotics is getting into distribution and fulfillment more and more. Um, they're exploring how they can attack savings and operations within the, the distribution center. And so currently, the robotics group has robotics company members. It has consultant members. It has traditional vendor members. And we're inviting the user community to participate in some meetings. And the goal as of now is to try to work with the, the disparate startups to develop, just talk around things like standards, commonality, problem solution, things of that nature to share ideas to help give a lot of these companies, which are small startups, a focus and a niche to uh, pursue. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. Tyler, off to you. What was the reason to create TRG? As we've come into 2020 here and in the past couple of years, you know, we've seen a huge emergence uh, and the big trend is robotics in the work uh, or in the warehouse. Uh, that's both mobile robotics, AMRs, uh, as well as conventional six axis, four axis uh, articulated robots. Uh, so. TRG was really founded to provide some thought leadership uh, and to help uh, spur the advent of these technologies uh, into the warehouse space. That sounds like an excellent resource, Tyler. Thanks so much. Uh, Matt, with automation and robotics becoming more and more prevalent, have you noticed any challenges or issues that companies often face when trying to you know, incorporate these technologies into their supply chains? Because we're an independent consultant, a couple of the robotics companies have asked us to give them some of our time, uh, pay us for some of our time to answer that question. Um, a lot of them are, are people, some academics, some engineers, startups. Uh, they develop the technology and they want to know the same thing. We know what it can do. How does it fit into the overall flow of the building? So if we, we developed a, a packing robot, we can do that. But how do we get the material from unloading, receiving, staging? Uh, replenishment, picking finally into our packing solution. And then what do we do with it? And how do we get it to the shipping door and the, and the dock? So we've worked with a number of robotic companies on how to plug in, in within the four walls and then others on how they could fit into the overall supply chain. So, so source point, um, you know, loaded, taken across oceans through port of entry into distribution centers, uh, possibly out to stores and, and final point of consumption, you know, where, where could they fit in within that whole channel? And so we, we've consulted with companies on how they may be able to have store applications. For example, you're a store that shuts down and it goes dark. What can the robots do within a dark store between shutdown and opening in the morning? There's still challenges around having them 
at the same time with people. And so what are some concerns around that? Uh, in the distribution center, we automation and robotics always try to help reduce labor requirements uh, because there's simply not enough workforce right now for the growing supply chain demand, logistical demand for warehouse workers, drivers, et cetera. So you know, how can autonomous trucks help the need for truck drivers or the dearth of availability of truck drivers? How and then the DC or manufacturing for material movement, the robotics is broken into two, I think, main areas of attack. One is mobility and autonomous mobility, and the other is identification and grasping. And there's only a couple that are trying to pair the two together. So for example, can you make a robot that can move around pick aisles and make decisions on where to go, as well as identify the item on a shelf and grasp it and put it into its carrier? So those are the areas, there, just a few areas they're trying to tackle right now. And how about you, Tyler? Have you noticed any challenges to adoption? The biggest problem usually comes down to that initial ROI case. So because these applications are fairly bespoke, they're pretty new, a lot of them uh, are using technology that's only been created in the last couple of years in terms of vision and AI and uh, mapping. They're not off-the-shelf solutions. They're not products that can be easily deployed. And so what we see is the most common path to deployment within a any type of warehouse network is to develop an early stage proof of concept to ensure that it works for that use case, to validate the performance of the system, to harden the system, to learn from it, and then to deploy at scale. And that first pilot program, that doesn't meet any conventional ROI case, right? It's You've got a lot of non-recurring engineering. There's a lot of uh, just upfront cost that doesn't replicate itself at scale, but often getting that pilot program approved and you know fully understanding why you're doing that pilot program, what the overall impact can be to the organization within a couple of years, it's hard to get that that first finance checkbox. And so uh, without a real strong internal technology advocate, we find that a lot of these initial ideas and proposals, you know, really die off unless you're in a you're in an environment that's very focused on, you know, being tech centric and future facing. Thanks, Tyler. What advice would you have for organizations looking to incorporate automation into their supply chains? So I would say the most important thing and the most maybe valuable thing you can do early stage when you're talking about how do you become a company who incorporates robots and AIs into their operations is bring in some of these partners, right? It's it's a bit of a challenge to uh, think that you can suddenly find the right application, develop a full request for proposal, understand the requirements, understand the technical challenges, all within the four walls of your operation. So a variety of insights and inputs into that, into developing that early stage problem statement is really gonna help you both create the strongest ROI, it's gonna help you create the most robust uh, solution because you've started with a you know a solvable problem statement and you'll get to understand you know kind of what's the bleeding edge of technology that you know we sometimes want to stay away from and how do you fall back onto where's the leading edge of technology where can you expect these programs to 
run well and reliably um, while still being a very innovative solution. I've seen a lot of companies try to take that initial pilot engineering, that initial pilot build in-house, you know, and make that kind of a homebrewed solution with their own technical resources and their own engineers. And I would really kind of strongly advise against that. It's really important to have a group focused on innovation. It's really important to have subject matter experts. But when you look at deploying robotics, uh, there are companies that have been doing that for years and years and years. Uh, there's so much expertise in the world. And if you're not leveraging strong partners for some of that early stage engineering, if you're not leveraging those partners when you're concepting and when you're deciding what to automate and what not to automate, I think it's very easy to get kind of lost in the hype cycle of, of what's a good problem statement and what's a bad problem statement. So regardless of how much you utilize those partners for the actual first build and program, and you know, I think there can be a blend, it's not a binary choice, but find some good partners, develop some early stage relationships. You know, companies like mine and, and some of my peers, like we love ideating with companies. We like to talk about from our experience, yeah, that's a great place to automate or, hey, there's better low hanging fruit somewhere else. Why don't you focus on, you know, a, a more refined problem statement, but not bringing in that external expertise early stage kind of sets you on a path uh, that sometime is either unscalable uh, or doesn't have the return that you need. And what's your take, Matt, on, on this very same question? Do you have any advice or perhaps even some first steps or best practices that should be considered? If you're going to incorporate AI or robots, I think the most, first most important thing to do is the same thing you would do in any business solution, which is define exactly what you're trying to solve, which means first define what your, your true problem is identify what you're trying to solve, and then decide whether or not AI and robotics is the best solution for you. One thing you know about the technology is it's going to be different in um, three years, five years, even you know five months. So if you don't have a business case within three years, it's a tough part with any new technology. You, you, the prices are higher until they have enough of an install base to bring the prices down, but then the justifications aren't necessarily there. And then the the technology evolves and gets better. So your, your early adopters are those who are going to be helping the companies prove out the technology. And so once you've defined your problem and solution you're trying to solve, then understand what your spend limitations are, um, have a contingency plan in case it goes wrong, and then ask for and expect a little share in the, uh, the business deal, meaning what you pay for it, because you're helping them develop their technology. Okay, before we draw to a close, let's focus on any last words that you might have for our listeners who, who might be thinking about joining TRG. What would you say to them? Some of these groups within MHI have been meeting for a long, long time. Uh, this is a new one, and it's pretty exciting. And for years, technology was very similar. But now, with companies like Amazon, with online retail you have the, the, the brains and the minds of the Pacific Northwest, some of the, the smartest people in the country are now all of a sudden interested in logistics and supply chain. So it's, it's not just a cost center on the books anymore. The supply chain doesn't report to the CFO anymore. You have supply chain officers and you have for you know, a decade or more. So with the entry of these smart people and the technologies, it's a pretty exciting time.
if that interests you, then you should you should join. If you're on the fence about time commitments, you can give whatever time you can. They'll the group will take whatever they can and whatever's possible for you. Thank you for listening to this MHI cast featuring Matt Culp and Tyler McCoy. I'd like to thank Matt and Tyler for joining us. If you'd like to know more about TRG, you can find the information at mhi.org robotics. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.